RP Boo with You Don't Know How to Text In Someone Thoroughly Enjoying the Lately Sample. It is time to chuck that bag of microwavable popcorn in the microwave. Welcome this. to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. FBI Radio. Or let me just say, if you want to get some pods and a big bowl of carbonara, that's also a great movie snack. That's a great movie snack. Or just, like, slide one of those ones on the stove, like in Scary Movie and Scream. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm. God. You, if you're making popcorn, it has to be on the, it stove. Has to be on the stove. What's the though? obsession with Scary Movie at the moment? Have you been recently <laughs> watching it? There's or always it? been uh, an obsession with Scary Movie. We're it's... actually coming out with a podcast completely dedicated to... No, I'm just joking. We wish. It's just a fantastic text. It's, yeah. it's also, I realised the other day, it's because it's a funny movie about film nerds. It's just a bunch of different movies it's being like quoted. It's like the perfect genre for us. And yeah. it spurred a bunch of, like, those sort of parody movies that took a lot of other movies and started, mm. uh, you know, incorporating those into it. Totally. Obviously, none were as good as scary movies. Well, and uh-uh. up until Jordan Peele, the Wayans Brothers were the highest grossing black directors of all time yeah. because of scary movies and white chicks. And so many reasons also to Also catapulted Anna Faris's career. Anna Faris. Oh, my God, Anna Faris. The legendary podcaster. The best actress of our generation. She is very funny. She's fantastic. Hey, should we get into a little bit of movies, yes. movies, movies? Let's start. Movie news. Well, I hate to be a mad <laughs> fangirl from Canberra, but we are frothing over the news that Canberran filmmaker Kate Shortland is going to be directing the new Marvel movie Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. This is the only piece of news we have this week because we just want to unpack it. Yeah, it's so important. Revel in it. This is a huge moment for Australian filmmakers, mm. you know. This is really one that we're going to remember. And Canberra. And Canberra. And Canberra. Well. Yeah. I mean, Jack and I were talking about it before, and I just think it's just so crazy and insane to think that someone... Because we know Kate Shortland because we've worked with her in the past in different roles. She's Andre she, was a babysitter. And Jack was actually working on one of her productions. <laughs> but um, she's gone through so many beautiful, you know, moments in her career of, you know, making small art films, making these feminist short films, then going to Cannes, and then making these crazy thrillers like Law and Berlin Syndrome, and all from this small town of Canberra. And now she's... Uh, pretty much being asked to make probably one of the most bankable films of 2019, which is going to be Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. If we've learned anything from Wonder Woman's success, it's that these female-led superhero movies make money and are super popular. And I'm just so excited to see what she does with it because she's an art filmmaker and it's crazy that she's now making a Hollywood superhero movie for Marvel. It's so insane. I mean, Kate Shulland's always been like a personal hero. I think I saw Somersault really young and it's about like a sexually promiscuous uh, Canberra girl Canberra girl running away from her family coming of age and it I mean it got kind of inappropriately slammed by some critics I'm looking at that Guardian guy what's his name Luke Buckmaster always writes like these horrible think peach pieces about how bad that film is and it's actually one of the first true like was it Luke Buckmaster yeah it's Luke let's name and shame on air Luke Buckmaster (laughs) (laughs) and um I don't know, it's just the most, like, inspiring movie because it's this low-budget, cosmopolitan, sexy movie that ends in a threesome post Yutamama Tambian. Mm. I don't know, what a great, inspiring movie. And now she's directing probably one of the most expensive movies ever. When can we expect to see this film come out? Oh, in, like, 30 years, probably. Who knows? But I actually read a really fun fact today when I was doing research into the history of Marvel films, and they actually have 20 films planned to be released before 2028. Now, I can't do math, but that seems like a lot of Marvel movies. (laughs) 
movies coming out. Because when you think about... Sorry to interrupt. When you think about the amount of Marvel movies that come out, you've also got all the DC movies that are coming out as well. So we're just getting slammed. Plus, like, there's, like, 17 more Incredibles movies as well. Oh, which we're all so excited for, let's be honest. Also, just, like, on a side note, ScarJo obviously was in scathing news last week when we talked about how she was cast in Rub and Tug um, playing a transgender role, and she offered a really, really horrible response to all of the bad press she was getting, saying, you know, refer to Jeffrey Tambor and Felicity Huffman and Jared Leto. But she's actually pulled out over the last week and released a really sort of great statement, I think. Mm. And, I mean, you have to remember that these Hollywood elites must live in this bubble where they have actually no idea about Mm. the real world anymore. Um, So I think it was really heartening to see that she actually did listen. Regardless, I don't know, maybe I should be cynical about this, but... She mm. pulled out of the film or she... She pulled out of the film and they're going to replace her with a transgender actor. Admittedly, she was... The film that she was going to make at Robin Tiger was going to be directed by Rupert Sanders who also made a film with ScarJo where she played in Ghost in the Shell where she was supposedly portraying an Asian character so you know it would have just created this weird history for her of uh, misrepresenting characters but they're gonna she's gonna team up with Kate Shortland they're gonna make a fabulous Marvel bonanza and it's gonna make heaps of bank and we're super proud that a Can Baron filmmaker ah! is gonna finally make a Hollywood action movie Huge shout out to Kate Shortland and congratulations. Thank you to Jack and Andre for giving us movie news. We're going to get to two reviews after a track by Death Grips. You're going to be reviewing The Wind Between Between My Legs and No Date, No Signature. And we've got a giveaway as well for the film The Breaker Uppers. That's right, that's right. It was a hella hyped film at the Sydney Film Festival, the opening night film that was also presented. It was was shown with an introduction by the filmmakers. So tell us your favourite Kiwi film or the favourite film you'd like to eat with a Kiwi fruit. 0409 945 945 for your chance to win a double pass to The Breaker Uppers from Year of the Snitch. This is Ha Ha Ha. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner.
Ha 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 by Death Grips, as requested by Jack, our film lord. You're in the middle of movies, 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 and we've been asking you about your favourite kiwi film or film to eat a ki- uh, watch while eating a kiwi fruit. Uh, I've got a few people texting in for Whale Rider. Um, someone saying, Once Were Warriors, Hunt for the Wilder People, also in there, and What We Do in the Shadows. Everyone trying to win their double pass to go see the Breaker Upperus. Little, little clue, I think. If someone can come up with a film that isn't by Taika Waititi that they love, um, you might get a special little gift of a double pass to Breaker Upperus. Keep your text coming in on 0409 945 945 while we get into this. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Film Lord Andre, you're going to go first for two reviews. Mm-hmm. What are you revu- reviewing today? I'm reviewing an Iranian film called No Date, No Signature. Take it away. So, the film begins with a man driving at night in a flashy, flashy car, speeding down a highway until a motorbike revs past him, forcing him to swerve and cause a car accident, knocking a family off a motorbike and onto the footpath. It's a bloody mess, it all happens quickly, and the rest of the film is a slow-burning aftermath. The man who caused the accident is a doctor who must face the guilt and possible blame for the accident and turns into this Iranian drama which begins with a minor incident that slowly grows into a wounding investigation of politics and family trust. Now, personally, I'm totally biased towards these kinds of films because I love brutalist architecture, the way these films capture a certain cold and windy weather of Iran, and wet underground fluorescent-lit interiors. They're just my favourite things to look at in movies. This is Frank Directing meets Chilling Cinematography by Payman Shadmanfar. Jack, this movie had me thinking about Frank Ocean's Endless film. Do you remember that from two years ago, last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Same sense of like slow pace and slow burning. Moodiness, drama. drama. It's very dramatic. Masculine seriousness. Very masculine, very serious and stern. Yeah. You... Like this film? Didn't like this film? Couldn't get on board? Tell me I about it. I was really bored by this film, but that's that's like really unfair of me to say. I mm. just, I really respond to Iranian cinema when, like you were saying, they kind of like kino fist cinema itself because mm. there's so many rules in place as to what Iranian cinema can show and can't show and the mm. way they can depict women and those kinds of things. So you always get it from like this super male perspective. So with Kiristami, he'd go, well, let's play with what cinema is mm. in itself. Yep. And so I'm often, I'm not that into... Iranian drama like The Salesman or this mm. just because it's it feels not... like a lame long Radiohead album sometimes yeah it's like okay were well, you going to follow those rules mm. I don't know but yeah. that's really unfair of me to say and like so I there are lots of codes myself. in place that stop Iranian films from being as exciting as we want them to be but I think this is actually a really good example and I yeah. get hypnotised by these films because they're so brooding and uh, I fuck with that oh I love that I'm so glad you loved it mm. Andre um, and Jack do you have an inner word for the film no date no, uh, no signature mine is probably just chilling yeah, cold. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. cold and chilling. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you want. Yeah. Jack, you're gonna review the wind between th- between. Why do I keep saying that? Between my legs. Thanks, Andre. I'm actually reviewing Wet Woman in the Wind. Sorry. <laughs> why did I put down the wind between my legs? <laughs> no, Andre. What? Wait, did you actually? What the hell? You what wrote that on the document. The I'm wind reviewing between my legs. Okay, I'm reviewing Wet Woman in the Wind, wet which is wind. a chilling title. <laughs> Um, it's about a quirky sex worker. We meet her. She rides her bicycle into the water in front of a guy. She's just so, like, there's this reclusive playwright and she's 
desperate for him to fuck her on the ground, in the kitchen, on the bed, through a wall, and eventually he does, like, cutting down his little hermit shack to just screw her for about 20 minutes. Web Woman in the Wind is the first of many planned films that are part of a reboot of the Nikatsu Roman pornos, which was a series of art porn films made by this company in Japan in the 70s and 80s. They're softcore. Um, Each one of them... They have to be shot in a week, they have to be under 80 minutes, and there has to be a sex scene every 10 minutes. This is for all those whingers who say that modern porn is fast fashion. Perfect film for the Blacktown drive-in, I think. Uh, But I don't think it's playing there. Andre and I like to think we make supernatural gay pornos, but I think we unpack porn too much. Like, I don't think our aim is to get anyone off, we just show sex. This film wants to get you off, specifically if you're an art film bro. If you're the kind of reclusive and you see a manic pixie dream girl narrative and you're like, oh yeah, that's what women are like. So unpredictable, so hard to read, so quirky, but so in desperate need of my meat, then this film is for you. Because porn is based on desires, I don't, I couldn't like really get into this film it's definitely not for me it's sexualization of rape and lack of consent is gross and outdated and so not what anyone wants to watch at the moment but like as an objective film reviewer i'm supposed to give a big tick to something for achieving the goals that are set for itself and this one i guess definitely does achieve insecure male gaze awkward rape fantasy yeah but also on top of that there is not that much male genitalia and we're talking about this on the way here and you've just n- listed all the things that are wrong with the film and i totally agree with you on that front but also for a softcore porn film there is a lot of female genitalia and not that much male genitalia which always yeah because it's for the bros like that's exactly what it's set out to do but yeah. it's also like kind of fun it's like fun to see totally it definitely has you know the flourishes of like a european art film which i can totally get on board with and kind of freewheeling everyone's actually having a good time I think and I do respect that they shot this in a whole week but you're right there I think as a as a sexual piece it's a bit uncomfortable and a bit problematic a, a bit yeah just because it didn't need to be I don't think it yeah. could have been actually really fun and just show enjoyable us just show us some dick like Charlotte Gainsbourg can- Andre stop asking for dick today okay sorry Wet sorry woman in the wind <laughs> in a word Ooh. unsatisfactory for me I think yeah too quirky there you go. Those are your two reviews for today mm-hmm. here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Uh, for No Date, No Signature and Wet Woman in the Wind, a.k.a. the wind between my legs. <laughs> um, everyone's texting in their favourite New Zealand films. We've got Rain, we've got Boy, we've got Meet the Feebles. I haven't heard of that one, but it's by Peter Jackson. Fantastic. Black Sheep and The World's Fastest Indian. Ooh, interesting choices. A lot more choices are coming in, and I appreciate everyone getting in touch on the text line 0409 945 Mm -hmm. 945. We're going to be announcing the winner right after this. Sydney Spotlight. So we got five double passes to The Breaker Operas, which is by Jackie Van, De Be- Van Danbeek and Madeline Sammy, who are considered to be New Zealand's answer to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They have this fantastic film, which is about these two women who run this business where they break couples up. And uh, they're in their late 30s, business is booming, and the film that comes out is The Breaker Operas. It's, <laughs> the film that comes out, is the, it's a documentary. <laughs> it's a documentary about these women and their business. Uh, and it opened the Sydney Film Festival this year to rave reviews. It's produced by by Taika Waititi and is really popular at the moment and they're showing a bunch of screenings with introductions and Q&As with the two directors. Yeah. One of them is this Friday. We have five double passes and we just want to know what the best film to eat with a kiwi fruit is slash that is from New Zealand. Because yeah. And it doesn't have to be both. 
at the same time. Or it Ideally, could be. it is. Jack, can you give us an example of a film that you love from New Zealand? A film that I love from New Zealand. I mean, obviously, every Lord music film, music video clip. I'm surprised we haven't received any Lord music videos, especially because we're fil- called the film Lords with an E. That's true. Specifically because of Lord. Are we New Zealand filmmakers? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I love melodrama. <laughs> um, you love Heavenly Creatures by Peter Jackson. I yeah, I have a soft spot for Heavenly Creatures. Um, and you just because it's pretty dark and evil. Yeah, and you and I both love the <laughs> the Lord of the Rings films. To I be love honest, love Lord of the Rings. I could listen to that soundtrack right now. We should play that for an hour. I have a soft spot for a Peter Jackson film. I didn't know yeah. who it was by, but it, I saw it in my first year of university, and I haven't been able to get its perturbing images out of my head since. Called Brain Dead. Yeah, Brain a Dead. 90s zombie film with a lot of fake gore. Classic Peter a lot Jackson of fake blood. and bad taste yeah, for anyone who acting. wants to deep dive mm. into that weird kind of history. I love everything you've just said. Perturbing images, weird acting. That's the kind of film I want to make. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's go through a few of the answers that people are sending yes. in. So excited. From Zoravian from Dust Till Dawn. Okay. Interesting. Is that a New Zealand film? Okay, I don't know. Sorry, we'll have to check the encyclopedia. <laughs> um, uh, from Imogen in Lilyfield, she says, Rain. We've got someone who just texted in three letters, boy. Boy. <laughs> oh, yep. I mean, um, I loved Whale Rider. I've got to, like, shout out to Whale Rider. That is a beautiful, just mm. unclassifiable movie. Oh, yeah. Plenty of people voting for Whale Rider. Let's see here. Uh, JP says, Meet the Feebles. Cat says Black Sheep. Um, Stephen says World's Fastest Indian. Um, so, like, forgot that that was a New Zealand film. I'm surprised that we're not getting that many Jane Campion films. We got or... the piano earlier, though. We got the piano, Someone but... said the piano. Stephen Supp- also vo- voted for uh, Gotta Be Once We're Warriors. No oh, Angel Warriors. at My Table. No Angel at No Holy Smoke. <gasps> no Top of the Lake. Lisa wants to vote for The, the Whale Rider. Cool, okay. excellent. And well, so does Tim. So, The Whale Rider is the only film made in New Zealand. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jen says The Piano and uh, Stu says Hunt for the Wilder People and um, also What We Do in the Shadows. Well, we still haven't received the green light video clip yet, which is <laughs> what we're waiting for. We just want to hear some Lord Shot in New York, but... Uh... Shot in New York, but made by... Um, not even by a New Zealand filmmaker. If you're FBI supporters, make sure you're texting in your supporter number as well so we mm. can uh, give you those one of those five double passes. Mm-hmm. I think we might uh, say huru to mm-hmm. film lords Jack and Andre. That's right. And uh, then sort of decide who's going to win and mm. I'll let you know next time I come on air after a couple of tracks. Excellent, excellent. Sounds good. Bye guys, thanks for having us. We'll see you next Monday. See you next Monday. Zelaya Yo with Run It Up featuring Figuero Jones. You're on FBI Radio. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.